Welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast. I'm your host, Keisha, and I've got producer James here in the studio. Hey. And we've got my toy poodle, Sushi, up here as well. Hey, Sue. She says hello to everyone. All right. This is episode 133. can't believe we've done 133 of these. I know, right? It doesn't seem like it. Oh, it does to me. Oh. <laughs> and why is that? Because you do about an hour of work, and I do another six to put each one together. You know, normally I would just go ahead and cuss producer James out right now. But for some of you, you may not know, but producer James is with child. Oh, God. Producer James is <laughs> pregnant with a gut baby. And uh, we've already picked out her name. Her first name's going to be her. Her middle name is going to be Nia, Hernia. He's got about he's got a hernia about the size of a grapefruit. Yeah, it's like four by four by six. They said. Yeah, so. and I'm like, ew, like, gross. I mean, that's bad enough, but like you giving it a name, hernia. Is, yeah, is way worse. I just, I mean, why would we not name her? Because she's going to get aborted as soon as they schedule the surgery. We can't take her home either. They don't oh. give you that. Oh man, you can't request to have it. Like when you have something removed, like an organ, can you request to take that, take it home? Like you can with the placenta. I know, right? They uh, let you take home a whole damn baby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, remember when we, um, like the last time I've been had any kind of surgery, like I had that that sleeve. And I said, can I take some home? And like, no, that's biohazard. So I don't know why uh, placenta is. So why is placenta treatment. not? That's a great question. I guess because huh. it's a woman's thing. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I'd rather them keep the baby. Just let me take the placenta home and use it for all of his nutrients well, and all well, that good yeah. stuff. So well, you get to take a placenta home and eat and it can or eat it. feed it to people. Well, you can actually eat the placenta while you're still in the hospital. Yeah, they can't do that with like a finger. Like, no. I would bite a finger. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, Eat yeah. Eat somebody's ear. What's wrong yeah. with that? You know, I wish when I had Scholar, they, you know, would have, I think they knew a lot of the benefits of the placenta for, you know, afterbirth. But I guess they just got people that were willing to get into the field of how to consume this, right? Yeah, here's the thing, though, man. Like, they say all these benefits, mm -hmm. but you only eat it one time. How many times? No, 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 no. So you could get them encapsulated. Oh. What? And how long does that last? Uh, till you use all of them? I don't <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> but no, you can get them in capsules, or you can have uh, the placenta uh, person, because I don't know what name they have. I don't know if they have to be certified or... A butcher? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I do they... A meat huh. cutter? That is something that I'm going to have to look up. Like, do they have an official name or whatever? But, Hippie. Oh, what? Hippie. Right. Okay, so they can come into your hospital room, make you a smoothie, a fruit smoothie, and put pieces of your placenta in it, and yeah. you drink it. So, again, why is that okay with a placenta, but not like an appendix? Because okay, perhaps, I don't know, a fucking appendix doesn't have any health benefits. Well, who knows? We don't, we're not eating them. So. We don't even need them. <laughs> so, so <laughs> we don't even need an appendix. So I don't think okay. it 
Yeah, that's trash. Ew, put it away. Biohazard. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> placenta. <laughs> placenta helps with a lot. Yeah, I just, I would, I would eat my placenta, I think. I mean, I would eat yours. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Not hibachi style over here, okay. <laughs> See, I was going to make a big production. No, 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 no. We're going to put it in a fruit smoothie, and I'm going to say put as much sweetener as humanly possible in that drink because I will gag. And you know me, once I say I got to throw up, it's already too late. You're throwing up in I'm the middle of the up. word throwing up. Yes, 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 yes. He has seen it happen <laughs> multiple times. And I am also known for being a very loud vomiter. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> okay, so, you know, when you throw up, you're usually alone, okay? So you don't know. Not party girls like you. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that I had such a I, I don't even know what it's called but they claim that i am so loud when i vomit and they like look at me like why are you so loud? like i don't fucking know my insides are turning inside out and trying to come up my esophagus i have no idea why it's so loud when i do it so is everyone else quiet when they throw up i mean different people throw up at different volumes so yeah some people are like retching like you're mm -hmm. a retcher like you actually what does that sound like Oh man, it hurts me to do it. Um, <laughs> it's like a <laughs> yeah, that's you, it. That's it. The off. Uh, uh, like, yeah, yeah, that is yeah. how it sounds. You're, you're literally Arnold in every movie. <laughs> but I thought everyone. No. Well, because the only comparison that I really had was what you see on TV, right. and on TV it's always pretty loud. So I just thought that was a norm. But oh no, there's a VIP crew over here. <laughs> the, Throw uppers that make no sound. So, well, did, well, did you ever like uh, when you were in high school? Did you ever like hold your friend's hair back, or were you ever in a room when someone else threw up? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I have, but I, I wasn't like recording like with the clicker. Okay, this one was loud. You know, I I can't even remember. Okay, because I'm a quiet one. Like mine just comes up. I don't like wretch. It just kind of happens. Yeah, and apparently it's the same way with my mom and my daughter, too. Yeah. Because they're like, we can hear you all the way upstairs <laughs> when you throw up in your bedroom, in the, in the toilet that's part of the bathroom. Of Man, I just said a whole bunch of words that... <laughs> <laughs> if anybody was trying to break into her house they've got no idea where anything is okay yes oh, no, they're like wait she said upstairs turn attic door down her bedroom but not her bathroom okay so my bathroom and my bedroom they can hear me all the way upstairs when I throw up yeah and they have no sympathy for me either because they're so annoyed because it's loud well it's like like they think I'm doing it on purpose. Well, it's like when something terrible happens. It's like watching a fail video. Like something bad happens to somebody, but it's so goddamn funny when it happens. You laugh at them. It's kind of the same thing. Like yeah. it's hard to feel bad for you because it's so fucking. Comical. Yeah, they're like it's so dramatic. I'm like, I, did, I don't how do I don't know how to do this better. Like, I, just I mean, it would don't only know. be it would only be more dramatic if you put your hand to your forehead, like oh. Here I go. Well, <laughs> the funny thing about it is, is that when I do throw up more often than not, um, it takes a lot out of me. I, I got to go lay down a little bit. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you just did more work in 30 seconds than some people do all day. All righty. If you are a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It's time for the gap.
know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true too. Let's gossip the gab with Keisha. Okay, so everyone has been talking about Euphoria since its very first season. Uh, it's got nothing but more positive uh, reviews for the acting and for the storytelling um, on the show. So I just got started watching Euphoria. And goddamn, these children <laughs> need to go to alternative school. They need a... I don't know, 15 year subscription to be part of D.A.R.E. And they fucking need plan B's. They need their own venereal disease testing kits at home. Like what the fuck is going on? Like the shit that they do will make a school counselor just quit and never want to work with children again. Is it a documentary? Or no, it, no, no, it's, it's not just, a documentary. Oh, a drama, like a no, drama. I believe it was um, originated in China or Japan. Okay. And uh, this one is a re in what do you call it? Reenactment? A redactment? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Reinterpretation? Re no, redaption. Adaption? Adap <laughs> what is the Adap word I'm looking for? <laughs> An adaptation? Adap yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that one, yeah, that yeah. word, yeah. I said it right. No. No. <laughs> you put a re in there, like a re-adaptation. <laughs> and you talk for a living. It. That's what's crazy. <laughs> Just tell me how to say it with no judgments. Just adaptation. Adaptation. Adapt. Oh, I'm never going to be able to say that correctly. <laughs> oh, the PT. It's that PT. Wrong. No. Yeah, PT. <laughs> adaptation. There That's go. pretty good. Okay, 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 okay. So that word I just said, because I'm not going to try to say it again because it's going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they made it, you know, for HBO. But damn, like, I know that we were in high school, what, 30, almost 30 years ago? Four years ago. Four, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. We graduated in 1997. Yeah. There's no... Fucking what? Okay, first of all, within one episode, I've not seen that many dicks in my entire life. Okay, what? any Full reason? Frontal nudity? Yes. Oh my god. For guys. <laughs> yes, it is. Wow. And they do it a lot. Is there like a locker scene or a shower? There was scene? one locker scene, but the okay. others have not. Been. Okay, for here, for example, <laughs> this is how much they just want people to see dicks. Um, we've got a grandmother who, um, I guess, her daughter's baby daddy beat her grandson, right? Okay. So she's this big time drug dealer. If you watch the show, this is Fez's grandma. Okay, so she goes into the strip club where he is the manager or he owns it or whatever, right? And one of the strippers is giving him a blow job. So she goes up to him, she shoots him in each leg. Ooh. But of course they had to show the dick. And wow. the, I would think getting shot in the leg twice would make a dick go limp. But not in this guy's case at all because it didn't. But yes, there's there's drugs, there's sex. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I watch more than three episodes in a day, I'm pretty fucking depressed for the entirety of the day. Like I'm in a dark place. I feel like I need to put on a fucking flannel and listen to Nirvana. I mean, it just takes me to this dark place. It kind of does me like when I was reading um, 
new moon of the Twilight Saga, okay? I was reading New Moon. I was just like, I don't like life. I don't like my boyfriend, who was James at the time. I, I, I don't like my job. I just want to howl at the moon. I'm like, why am I fucking depressed? I'm like, because Bella's depressed. God damn it. I'm taking on her emotions. So, yeah, that's kind of like what this show does. I mean, the gender is very fluid in this show, I will say that. So, I think part of the problem, besides they say that they're glorizing drug usage, which they fucking kind of do, because I don't know how many times Zendaya could say, oh, damn, I really thought I was going to die right there. Um, <laughs> and it's just, there's a lot of drugs in it. Um, there's very little education. They only use the school as a backdrop, okay? <laughs> I've seen one per, let me see. One, two, three. Three people with a pencil in their hands. And I'm not sure there was a book or a tablet in front of them. Maybe they were just holding it in case anyone needed a number two pencil. There, I don't think we've seen a teacher. We've seen the principal. But so, it, so it literally, the high school is a backdrop. It's just a place to do more drugs. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know why they're even even filming at the school. <laughs> just, it's like it was an afterthought. You know what? Let's do this shit right here at the school. And we, we're not going to be here that much. We could probably film two seasons in a day with the amount of time. You know, the time, that camera time that the school actually gets. But yeah, it is, it is, I don't know if it glorifies drug usage. Um, I just got, do Does kids it, really use that much drugs nowadays? Like, See, there's a weird line between like glorifying and just trying to normalize. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, yes, I do. But in either instance, I, I think the problem is the drugs that they're using. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's say, let's make it clear: drugs yeah. are still bad. If they were, if they were only doing pot, I'd be like, <laughs> y'all got the hookup. You know what I mean? But no, they're doing like heroin cocaine, fentanyl, all kinds of shit. We even got one character who's stealing pain meds from her father who's dying of cancer. I hope for his sake he died before the time limit that he would have run out of the drugs that he needed. Cause you know, they won't give you, they, you know, they have to write that shit down. Yeah. Even when the person passes away, no one can leave the room until, until that medicine is all accounted for. So you got her little bitch ass, but she's so dad so damn sad her daddy dying. Well, bitch, you're making sure he dying in pain. Cause she's stealing his medicine, right? That's just and that's how her addiction starts. Um, they talk a lot about um ooh, what is it that they talked about? Like learning disabilities with, you know, one certain character, we've got another character. Okay. I gotta say, I was disappointed in myself. Uh, I did not realize that Jules was transsexual. I really, I was like, man, she's got a really strong nose. And you know, I'm pretty good, damn good. I have pretty good gaydar. I can spot, you know, if a man is a one, however you want to say it. Uh, I usually, I can tell if someone's transitioning. I, there's just something, a feature that I kind of 
zoom in on please do not start emailing because i didn't say the right terminology i'm doing my fucking best and if you're pissed off right now you better go ahead and turn the show off because i'm sure you'll get even more pissed off but i i she got me good she got me good really? now since then yeah I, I can totally see it but they they did a good job of introducing this character without like oh she's transsexual you know That's what i mean right. um but yeah, the drugs. The yeah, yeah. And then they've got a ten-year-old who says sells drugs. Yeah. And huh. he, oh, not he. He not only sells drugs. He killed two people. Oh yeah, he killed two people. A ten-year-old with a hammer. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is a it is a roller coaster ride. I mean, we've got like one girl who's like a cam girl in high school like these are 16 year olds and every time someone fucks we see the scene there's never oh hey guess what i fucked that girl no we saw that you did it yeah so it's 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 a lot it sounds like a lot but it sounds like the stuff that's happening is not like crazy it's never happened to humans before like it's stuff that we hear happens right. to high school kids no, this a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not at like a one campus. Like that campus should be shut the fuck down. I mean, we've got <laughs> one like dad minds. who is, you know, the super rich and powerful man who likes to fuck guys or uh, or guys transitioning in a dirty hotel, right? Mm. And then he films it. Then turns out that his son kind of like wants to do that kind of stuff too it's a lot of fucked upness they should have wow. called it fucktobia not <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like were kids when we were in high school having that much sex like sex is not a big deal to these kids at all uh given the number of single moms we had in our class i'd say yes Ah, you may be onto something there, my friend. You and may. They were onto something too. Oh, <laughs> disc on that disco stick. <laughs> so yeah, I would most definitely say Euphoria. Um, it lives up to the hype. It, it it really does. I just started season two. I think I'm on episode like three. But I also started a new show, Inventing Anna, which is a story of uh, Anna Delvey. Is that how you say her last name? I don't know. I don't know who it's about. Oh, yeah, because I didn't put that on the show notes, so you didn't look. No, at... <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, how about this? If you're watching Inventing Anna, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, and let's talk about it. Because I'm only on episode two, and I can't even remember her right last name. So I'm probably not the person to be speaking about it right now. Yeah, we'll save that for episode 134. Yes, <laughs> we will get back to you. All right, so Demi Lovato. Now... Demi Lovato, I have been following her since she first came on the scene on the Disney Channel because that was right along the age that Scholar was when she was still really into Disney Channel. And, you know, I thought, oh, she's really cute. She's talented. She doesn't, you know, look like a cookie cutter version of the next girl, the next girl, the next girl. But God damn, Demi. We have watched, we have witnessed Demi's struggle, all right? And I want to say it was two years ago or so, Demi, and before that, she came out as a lesbian, all right? That's one. Then Demi came out as bisexual. That's two. And then I think it was 2020 or 2021, she came out as gender binary, binary. Non-binary. Non-binary. Okay. So for if you don't exactly know what that means, 
uh, this gender does not identify as a gen as a gender. Is that correctly? It's a yeah. It's a gender designation that does not adopt the um, binary male or female. So it's neither. Right. Now, I get real. I am down for the kids. Everybody who knows me knows that. But I will say, and I have said it to my gay friends. Uh, the the, the non-binary is a tricky one you know what i mean because you don't know what to say no matter what you say you're gonna offend someone <laughs> you know what i mean and it's one that's kind of hard to remember you know what i mean if you've been calling someone him he she her all their life and then all of a sudden you have to do what is it it's a them they it's we, whatever us. they it's whatever they uh choose in whatever okay. moment that you ask Okay, so and that's that's kind of hard to keep up with, yeah. I, I have to say. But now Demi has really, Demi want to be every goddamn thing, because today she says she is autistic. <laughs> is she just, I mean, is she, like, just searching for a label? You know, I don't know. Um, and if you're... Most people, most people, let's just be fair, most people don't just all of a sudden announce, hey, guess what, I'm autistic. She... We usually know. She... <laughs> We're speaking for our experience because uh, my stepson, Jackson, is high-functioning autistic. And I was a school social worker, so I worked with lots of children who were autistic. So me and James are uh, pretty much autistic furologists. Yeah. That's we, what we do. We have enough experience to yes. speak with authority. And ain't one goddamn thing about Demi Lovato has ever made me question. Because you'll ask James, well, mm-mm. That person seemed real, real cool, but they on the spectrum. They may be barely <laughs> on a spectrum, but a spectrum they are on. That is never, never nut from Demi Lovato. And I'm not saying she doesn't have it, okay? She says that she took a test and she has it. Yeah, was it like an internet test? I don't know, because <laughs> someone know? I was reading a couple okay, I really went in for the comments of, ooh, shit, what they finna say. <laughs> and someone's like, so you just wake up in the morning and decide to take an autism test? <laughs> I'm feeling a little autistic today. <laughs> My autism's acting up. Let me go take a test. Ever since I had COVID, I've been a little autistic, too. <laughs> I got a touch of autism. <laughs> We're going to hell for like 24 oh, hours. Yeah, and, shit. and see, we see. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Ooh, I think it's going to rain. My autism, my, my trick autis autism, autism knee up. is acting up. <laughs> no, I don't eat pork. It makes my autism go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got an autism flare. We're going to get kicked off. We're totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. yeah. Welcome yeah, to yeah. cancel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, and we only joke like this. We joke like about this the same way we joke about black people. We, we, we're we black. Well, I am, but he's married to me, so he can <laughs> Yay, get the black card. I made it. <laughs> going to call you James Jenkins. Um <laughs> well, James Owens is pretty, pretty Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. It could be black. So, you know, we do the same thing with autism just because that has been our life for 17 years. The good, the bad, the, I mean, there's been bad, there's been tears, there's been ugly, there's been confusion, there's been testing, arts, all kinds of things. And then there was some goodness, you know what I mean? Things kind of, when he quit shitting himself at eight, it kind of went up from there, you know what I mean? So. 
long story short, we can say whatever the fuck we want to about autism. But yes, she is. Uh, is it that she? Okay, I mean, because I feel like next week she's going to wake up and say, I took a test and I'm black. It's like 0.3% Nigerian, but fuck, black power. You know, I, that, that's just how I feel. I, I feel like Demi is lost and she's trying to find a place where she fits in. And you're Demi fucking Lovato. You make that place. To, 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 that's your place. And people will follow. But I think she's still just kind of wandering around. She's not happy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it's one of those things I don't understand. I can understand people, you know, coming out in terms of gender or, you know, disease, illness, some of those things. And even I can understand people, you know, talking about and identifying with their mental health. Like, you know, someone says, hey, I messed up. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, I have um, schizophrenia. But Yeah, usually me, it's like, man, I messed up because I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or um, that. But this is this is a weird one. I, I don't know anyone else who has, at her age, you know, came, quote unquote, came out as autistic. That's I, not an identity. That's a okay, disorder. Okay, that's true. But I'm just, I know, it was it Amy Schumer, the girl that, used to kind of be funny, but she's really not funny anymore. So she's like dressing as a Tampax tampon for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Amy Schumer, the one who got the bad fillers in her face that made her face look even fatter. That Amy Schumer. That one. Her her husband got diagnosed with autism a few years back. Yeah. So. But I mean, but it wasn't like he didn't have a press conference and say, hey, no, guess what? no, 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 you know, no, kinda, no, no. And he's a chef, too. Huh. So. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like. It's a different, it's an odd one. Yeah, I feel like, and I, I can be completely wrong, I feel like Demi has been very unhappy, kind of confused for a while now. You know, she said she struggled a lot with addiction, um, which that's a forever struggle right there. But now it's just all of these things like to reinvent herself. I mean... I don't think she's going about it the right way. way. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. You, but well, in you, our society now, you can with just these labels. I, yeah, you really can. I mean, um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's there's people, other entertainers who are on the spectrum, and it's pretty well known. Daryl Hannah, for example. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Dan Aykroyd. I wonder if that's why uh, her fingers are so long. No. Oh. Not because of autism. You sure? Pretty sure. I bet you Demi Lovato gonna say something about finger size and autism. It's it's just one of those things. It's she doesn't seem like, based on her lifestyle, based on the things that she got into, based on being addicted and partying, and just those are those are not typically things that you associate with being autism. on the spectrum. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. It, it just came from out of left field. I mean, yeah. next time Warner says, you know, you know, put on Instagram. Oh, I'm feeling like I don't know. You know how you feel like you got a cold coming on? I feel like I might have a little spectrum coming on. <laughs> and and then, you know, a few days later, post something else. I'm still feeling that spectrum kind of way. That's then next, that's, that's, that's spectrum, spectrum. Hit different though. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next week, say, you know what? I'm thinking about getting a doctor's appointment to see if I'm autistic. Do it like that. Don't just come out shebang. Um, it just something something ain't right about it. I don't yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Uh, but regardless, if she is or is wait, sh I'm already fucking up. If Demi, they if, if Demi. Demi is, 
or is not, I mean, I just want her, I want Demi to be healthy. Yes. Uh, yeah, and just find healthy, oneself. And, yeah, healthy, healthy, happy, and making music. There yeah, because I love her big, she's loud ass. Yeah. She, she's yeah. not a silencing. I mean, she, how I throw up is how Demi uh, sings. It is powerful. <laughs> it is loud. And a lot of people don't like that. Like, they're like, here goes Demi Lovato with her screaming ass. I mean, she just does not like a soft singer no. at all. No. So, all right, moving right along, we've got Wendy Williams, and her show has officially been canceled. It has it. It has, has been it, canceled. Really. Yes, yes. No more yes. guest host. It's just done. no more guest host. Uh, and Sherry Shepard's new show, I think it's going to kick off this summer, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. You know. Does it have a name or is it still the not Wendy Williams show? No, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be called the Wind. I think it's going to be called the Sherry Shepard show. But let me say this: there is nothing about Sherry Shepard that would make me want to talk. Watch her talk show. Mm. Nothing. Really. No. Who is she? Is she like? Is she on Wendy Williams' show? Is she a co-host? She's been one of the guest co-hosts, but she was also on The View. She's an actress. She's a oh, comedian. Okay. Yeah, it just—I don't know if you guys remember, but several years back, she was married to this guy, and they decided to have a baby, but they had to do—they had to use a surrogate to do it. Okay. Um. No, they got the fertilization done and I guess they froze the fertilized embryos and I guess at some point they were having marital problems and the guy went ahead and followed through with getting the surrogate and all of that and she was like I don't I don't want that baby yes she has wow. nothing to do with the kid well as a, okay so but it's still her egg that's what I was saying so okay, yes so he took her eggs had a baby through a surrogate. Right. So it's literally their baby. It is their baby. Wow. And she was like, no, the marriage was over. I mean, she was acting like that one. It, bitch, that was your egg. Stop acting like it wasn't your egg. That is. Yeah, so he's wow. raising. I want to say it's a little girl. Yeah. But he could go after. So, wow. What she if... didn't want to have anything. She wanted to see. I don't know if she actually did or not, but she wanted to sign over. She wanted rights, all of yeah. her rights to be stripped away. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, I mean, Sherry Shepard could come down with the cure for cancer right now. I'd be like, bitch, didn't you abandon your little girl <laughs> to that African-looking man you used to be married to? Bitch, if you don't want to be stuck in a house, why do you think your little girl want to be stuck in a house? I mean, th that is all I can think of since then because it's like, who does that? That is the first case I can think of where a woman could actually yes. say, I want a maternity test to see if I'm actually the mother of this They baby. didn't have to do it because no, it know, was her. This, yeah. No, but I'm saying but that it is, is confirmed. It is it is her child. Wow. Yeah, and that child is being raised by the father. I can't remember how it concluded in court, um, but I know she doesn't have anything to do with the kid. The kid is strictly the dad. I can never get past that. I don't know why. You know, I can get past a lot of shit, but that one just hit a nerve with me with her little short little Danny DeVito black looking ass there you go yeah good save yeah i kind of go on a tyrant every now and then and a what tyrant no tuition <laughs> are you true tyrid 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 i get a little bit flippant at the mouth so yeah. yeah but yeah sherry shepherd will have the show so it's gonna be interesting to see with you know, Sherry having a show that's her standalone now, is she still going to be able to get the celebrity guests the way that Wendy was able to? 
Oh, they will. I mean, it's, you know, if it's on a major network, I mean, the network bookings are what drive that. Right. So, yeah, she'll, especially if it's a brand new show, right. they'll be trying to get the best they can to get right. the initial viewership up. I just think that's such an odd person to have a talk show. I, I, yeah. Wendy Williams turned out to be a pretty odd person to have a talk show. But no, too. <laughs> Wendy Williams had already earned her all of her stripes, yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah. of her radio shows and her interviewing celebrities on her radio shows and just being ruthless about the questions that she would ask. Like she just didn't give a fuck. It's not the first time we've had a weird person get a talk show. Like Rachel Ray had a talk show. She still does. I know, which yeah. is one of those Kelly yeah. Clarkson. Which I just, I tell you, the scariest so shit weird. is when I fall asleep and the TV's on E, and it's three o'clock in the morning, and all I hear is Kelly Clarkson's loud country ass voice. <laughs> it startles me every single time. And yeah, I was a bit confused on why Kelly Clarkson got a show, but apparently, she's superb at being a talk show host. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird the people that get them and yeah. the people that are end up being good at them. Yeah, so let's. I'm trying to think of a list of people like Queen Latifah had a show at one, a talk show at one time, and that was dumb. Um, who else? When when they gave Nick Cannon a show, I was like, why are they giving Nick Cannon a show? Yeah. Um, but I guess whatever. Who was it? Was so? Oh, who was the fat kid in Stand By Me? Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. And t I apologize to Jerry's mom because whenever someone calls, says that he was fat, she would say he was not fat. He was not fat, mama. He had his own talk show. Like, why? Oh, my God. I remember that. You're yes. Right. I'm like, okay, what? Why is Jerry O'Connell talking about anything except for being married to Molly Sims? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but yeah. Uh, in other news... I can't remember the last time we talked about Kylie and Travis Scott having their baby boy and naming him Wolf. Did we talk about that? Ooh, no. Okay, yes. So. so congratulations to Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott. Um, they had a baby boy, but I want to say his birthday was on a some symbolic day. I'm trying to think of what it was. Tuesday? No. <laughs> no, I was thinking that, but it was something kind of like that. I don't know. Anywho, but they named him Wolf. Scott. Wolf Jacques. Well, no. That, <laughs> oh, his last name. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. So on our show notes, I have Wolf's name with his middle name, which is what I was going to talk about. Oh. <laughs> and producer James thought I was mispronouncing no, I, no, Scott. I, and, yeah. But <laughs> his middle <laughs> name is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. And he was like, oh, Jacques. Yeah, Jacques. Yeah, no. I, and it's not Jock because he's black. It's Jaquise. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. they named the baby Jaquise. <laughs> okay. Okay, so imagine. Is like, wait, is it like Darrell? Kind of like that. Okay. So imagine my confusion when they're like, oh, yeah, they gave the baby Travis's uh, first name as his middle name. I was like, well, where the fuck is Travis at? I see this Jaquise, but where is Travis? Then I realized, oh, yeah, Travis is not his middle name. Well, his all. name is Jacques Webster. Yes, right? Webster is their last name. Yeah, like Stormy Webster. Yes, this is going to be Wolf Webster. Okay, Wolf, yes. ja Wolf Jacques Webster. It's Jacques. Jacques. God damn. What? They're from, he's black and from Houston. You know damn well it's Jacques <laughs> Webster. Yes. And people, uh, I don't know why people say scrabble. that they give them their kids weird names because Stormy was on the list of names for when I was pregnant with Skylar. 
Yeah, that one's that one's not too weird. And wolf is now going to apparently it is the new animal breed to name your child. Remember a few years ago with bear? Oh, was it really? Yeah, and then we well, went through a uh, sparrow. Yeah. And now we've got wolf. Well, I mean, there's there's been some other people that have been named wolf. Wouldn't uh, didn't didn't um. Uh, Eve just had a baby. Her and her husband just had a baby, and they named him Wolf as well. Yeah, but wouldn't it? Uh, God damn it! Who was it? Um, uh, guitarist who had throat cancer. Uh, played for Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. Uh, yeah, Wolfgang. Oh, Wolfgang. His, Wolfgang. Yeah, his oh, son's name was Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's all the Kardashian news I am going to do today. <laughs> we give too much energy to those people. When we get back, I am going to have the queen of reality TV on TLC, Miss Molly Hopkins. All righty, welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. I'm so excited to introduce my special guest tonight. She is the queen of TLC. Welcome, Miss Holly. I'm sorry. I said the queen of TLC and then called you Holly. That's all right, girl. We can just pretend like it's Christmas. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Molly Hopkins, welcome to the show. It's all good, Mama. Hi. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. So tell our audience what Molly was like growing up. Girl. In truth and love, if you can't hear it from this voice, um, I actually grew up on a farm. Um, I grew up in rural Georgia. So uh, for the majority of my life in elementary and middle school, before I went to school, um, I was uh, throwing hay bales and gathering eggs. And that's the truth. No. Yes, honey. Stringing beans. (laughs) I I think I need pictures for evidence. I don't believe you. No, I really did. Um, I was raised by my grandmother and she um, had a farmstead and they raised cattle, pigs. Uh um, And they also had a huge pond in their back. So they um, had catfish and trout lines and all kinds of stuff. So so you're a um, country girl. Absolutely. <laughs> All that day. is too funny. Okay, so <laughs> were you the big personality that you are now when you were little? Um, yeah, and I think it's simply because uh, God really laid on my heart to just love everybody. Mm. And I was always a little chubby. And I always said this year, uh, fat girls that are funny are super in season. So I think it's uh, just hello. through my whole life. <laughs> Right, I always say you skinny bitches better be glad I'm fat because uh, 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 I would be such a storm. You hoes are not ready for a skinny Keisha. <laughs> so you're welcome, ladies. So what made you decide you wanted to get into the bra titty business? Because that's not something you hear every day. Uh, to be honest with you, um, once again, I'm just going to just say and give it to God. Um, I went to school for music. Okay. I thought I was going to teach theory and run a mega choir somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was in college, because I uh, learned how to sew when I was about three or four years old, uh, my grandma oh. taught me. And so I always knew how to sew. And I always had um, a lot of bus volume, even when I was little. And I mean, like, body frame little but younger I got boobs in the third grade so Mm -hmm. uh, literally and so I um just really was not faring well at college it was hard I was miserable and um 
I had a dream and my grandma came to see me and my grandfather was still living at the time. And she had a couple of sewing machines and all this fabulous fabric. And in the dream, she came and saw me and said, you need to go to fashion school because I wanted to make swimwear. And um, when I was 12 years old, I told my friends that one day I would have a bra store, but it really didn't. Wow. I didn't remember that. Right. Until she came to see me in a dream. So it was truly since um, uh, she was my lifeline and I ended up at fashion school. And when I was in fashion school, there was a bra shop and I was a bartender on the weekends. Um, and that's how I paid through school. And I met this woman that had a store and I ended up in their buying office. But I knew immediately that it was something that I wanted to do. And I just was reminded of my calling at like a really young age. Well, I'm impressed by the fact that you've been sewing since you were three because I don't even know how to, what do you call it? Needle or thread? What is it? Needle? Thread, thread and needle? needle. Yeah. Well, I can't even do that. <laughs> uh, well, a business model has uh, hopefully going to transpire from that because when the pandemic hit and we had to close our store, um, mm. we sewed masks for about six months in my shop. Oh, okay. Um, mm -hmm. And when I called on my girlfriends, they were like, I would love to help you because I was desperate for anybody to help. And they were like, well, I would love to help you, but I have a sewing machine, but spin the box. Scott does. So I want to start like a zip and paint. I want to start a bitch and stitch. Oh. <laughs> and call it so what? <laughs> I would most definitely participate th with that, especially if there's wine involved with the sewing. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't know how to sew because people just stop teaching. Well, it's Sewing. a lost art. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. And it really is a skill that everyone should know how to do, especially in times like over the last couple of years or right. just in case you want to mend your clothes or if you lose weight and you've got a favorite dress and you don't want to get rid of it, but it just needs a little, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. It definitely is a lost art, um, but I think that everyone should learn how to do it for sure. I agree. Until then, I'll just let my husband just do all the sewing. If there's a button that's missing that needs to get put back on, he sews it. If something needs to be hemmed, he sews it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm just here to be cute and funny. So let me ask okay. you, how, how did you and your partner and friend Cynthia get your own show on TLC? Well, we um, actually had Double Divas back several, several years right. ago. Mm -hmm. um, and what happened was, one of our vendors reached out to us and he's in Puerto Rico and they sell shapewear. And he was like, mm. you girls are funny. They're casting for this show. And he was like, my girlfriend runs the casting agency in New York. And he was like, I think you would be perfect for it. Well, we found out about two days before the casting closed. And like I told you, I'm not very tech savvy. And back then about the only thing I knew how to do was, you know, upload something on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and I had just gotten a handy cam for Christmas because I thought I was going to try to start doing some filming and the files were too large. So what they got was us walking around our shop. And when our um, resident seamstress in the store that we called mama mm -hmm. came around the corner and she's like, get that damn thing out of my face. What are you doing? Are you recording? And then what, and then the back end of it was us sitting on the floor, still recording and her saying, did it upload? And I'm like, I don't know. And she goes, well, you're the smart one. So if you don't know, then how the hell do I know? So that's what they got. <laughs> well, it must've been very entertaining to them because <laughs> not only did you guys go from double divas, but then you, how many shows have you been on on TLC? Um, well, we did Double Divas, and then when 90 Day Fiance had came out, 
I had no idea about the show. I don't watch Ooh. TV really because I work. I work a lot. Uh-huh. I'm always doing different things and volunteering and um, I am on a board for a nonprofit. So I didn't know anything about it. But Cynthia Ooh. goes home early. She's an early riser and an early to bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she calls me and she's like, you're going to kill me. And I'm like, why? And she's like, you know, my favorite show, 90 Day Fiance, I've been binge watching it. And she was like, and at the end of it, there's a commercial that says, do you know anyone through going through the K-1 visa process? Well, at that time, I had been with Louise for about a year and a half. And she basically filled it out. Um, we oh, honestly yeah. didn't think anything about it because I was like, they don't want me, even though my story is perfect for their crazy, you know, right for their craziness. I mean, I'm older. He's from another country. You know, um, I got kids. He's never married. We fit the model, but I was like, they want organic stuff. We've been on TV. They're going to think we're just whatever. And, and But sure enough, they were like, we want you to be here because they didn't interview with me. And out of thousands of casted people, um, we were selected. So that's what happened, really. It was the power of the titties. Now, <laughs> <laughs> who tell us about this, your strangest customer who's coming to the store, needing to be sized, needing a bra. Um, to be honest with you, uh, one time on the show, we fit Norma Stitz. Her real name is Annie. And um, she has the biggest boobs in the world. Okay. And what what happened was they didn't find her. Um, mm-hmm. My dad actually, <laughs> my dad was a youth minister and he was watching some show and Strange Sex came on a commercial and he <laughs> sends me a screenshot of this woman and he's like, you need to fit her. Well, interestingly enough, my cousin was in LA, sent me the same thing and said, there's this lady that you should fit. So we reached out to her and it ended up being on the pilot of our show. So all this was happening during this time. Oh, wow. Um, So we made a bra for her and it's basically the biggest bra in the world. We're kind of the Guinness record holder for that. But I wouldn't say that's the strangest. Um, Mm. If if it has anything to do with boobs or uh, men that want to hide themselves in slacks, I mean, you name it and we've done Mm. it. We're kind of... uh, the really out of the box thinkers. Um, we had a man one time that was impaled in his abdomen when he was clearing some land, a tree went through his abdomen. Mm-hmm. And he said that the surgical garments that held it in was like a rectangular square. So it always like fell out the bottom. Mm-hmm. So we had this harebrained idea to take a very large bra cup that was like a bowl with a wire that could stabilize it. And we took his Velcro band and sewed it to the side and so he said we changed his life because now he had like a soup bowl that his part could sit in because they had to grab skin and when your abdomen is impelled you lose all your muscular structure so there's nothing there okay. to hold your tummy in so um cynthia's kind of been coined the einstein of design but you name it and we've probably done it um we had a girl one time that had two sets of breasts whoa and, wait a minute yeah yeah, yeah. She had two boobs, and then she had little side boobs up under her arm that her nipple was attached to, and she didn't have them removed because that's where her milk came out for her babies. Well, okay, that most definitely would be the strangest customer. That's probably the strangest <laughs> thing we've ever seen because we've seen a ton of stuff, and every time I think I've seen it all, we get hit with something else. Like, boom. Yeah. Okay. Wild. <laughs> Long, but I rest assured you guys hooked it up, right? Oh, we did. Yeah, we just fit in between them. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. So how often are women shocked by the fact that they're wearing the wrong size bra? I don't necessarily think it's the shock that they're in the wrong size. I think it's the shock of the revelation when they see themselves and it actually fits. And right. my biggest testament to that is I take what they were in and I place it over what I put them in. And when they see that there's like a peanut in comparison to a coconut of right. coverage, like they're blown away and, and they're like, how did I mistake this so badly? Yeah, I probably have never worn the correct size bra. Well, when we're done, sometime <laughs> this week, we'll hop on the phone and you can unrobe un yourself and I'll fit you. And it's true because I'll tell you, a lot of women that have full bust volume are seen as full figured, but not oh. all full busted women are full figured and not all full figured women have bust. So uh, it's true. really, and we've been sold this dream for years and years and years due to multimedia marketing and millions of dollars behind it mm -hmm. that we fit into this mold. But how many right. women really look like those women? No one. Exactly. Yes. It, they don't. Yes, yes, yes. And so you have to just know, and that's what we do. So let me ask you, how do you balance being a businesswoman and a mom? Honestly, I've just learned how to do that. Um, I started something called the push journal and mm. I prioritize kind of what I have to get done because I think people think once you've been on TV and you own a business that you have a personal assistant and I do not. Yeah. Um, and that you're super rich also. Oh yeah. I've just got gobs of money. Hell I would if I didn't give it all away and try to just help everybody. But you know, right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't want to be a different person. It's just, I honestly have tried to really, once I get home, even though I still do things here and there, I mean, I'm doing something right now, right? But I try to shut it down. It's right. not always easy because I can't help it. I mean, I'm married to this life, you know, the business. Right. And it's like, sometimes you feel like, oh God, I'm going to miss one. Or what if I don't respond? And, and, and I think right. the balance is that I had to realize it, it's more important. Like I just went on a trip with my kid. I'm going next week with my little one somewhere and just really bringing them into the fold and, and letting them pair along. I don't really do much anymore if they mm. can't come with me. So, right. And to, you know, I bring them along and it's not easy, girl. You know, it's not, it's really yeah. not because you feel guilty. Uh, yeah. You feel like no one's getting a hundred percent. You feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. Either way. Yeah. Yes. What would be the best business advice you'd give to another woman? Go for it. Just really go for it. And if you don't know, find somebody that you respect. You respect their business. You respect their service. You respect what they do and find what you're passionate about. And don't think of it as a business because every single day I love what I do. I wake up with passion and purpose and I want to go help people. So once you identify with who you are and what you got, and then you align yourself with people who know more than you do. And don't be afraid to ask questions. It's not that you're stupid. It's that you haven't been down this road. I mean, I'm always open to talk to people about mm -hmm. different things. And it's like, I didn't go to school for business. I didn't have anybody show me the way. I just dove right the hell in. Well. But I think just going for it. You got to go for it. And you can't. And you can have 10 other people in the room that do things. You just take the things that you like about how they do it. And cultivate right. it into your own path. I think that is some solid advice right there because getting up and actually doing it has to be the hardest part. 
you got to be ready to go all in, though. you got to understand that even for myself, after 15 years, i got a teenager of a business that's ready to drive itself. Mm-hmm, and then the pandemic mm-hmm. hit, and nobody wants to work. So right. you got to get your ass up and go. I mean, you got to yep. go. you got to work. You can't be lazy. you got to keep grinding. And you, you sometimes you don't stop. Right. Sometimes you want to, but you have to keep pushing forward. Yes, you don't have a choice. Now, (laughs) since we know Cynthia did all the lead work as far as you getting on 90 Day Fiance, what made you agree to do it? Honestly, I um, wanted to be just a really solid woman for a lot of women going through this, okay? And mm-hmm. also wanted to be able to show people, like, I have a business and, you know, use the platform for leverage. Right. I mean, whenever you can do that, you should. I couldn't pay for the kind of advertising I've gotten off this show. I bet. But in truth yeah. and love, I didn't go into it expecting that it was going to be so awful and that I was going to be seen one way, but only by a handful. The most of the people are like, girl power, you're a boss. I love you. And they, right. they reach out to me and they're inspired or there's women who have, are going through a terrible situation and they're like, can you please give me advice and courage on how to walk away? Right. So it's turned into a ministry for me and it's empowering and I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade the situation because had I not done that, I wouldn't be in the situation I am now with who God truly sent to me, like the most amazing man I've ever had. And I love him so much and he is so good. And I'm grateful that I went through a bunch of bullshit and I'm grateful that I've grown because if I'd love myself today, how I love myself now years ago, I would never have went through what I went through, but it's just right. a journey. Now, do you think that filming affected that relationship or do you think the relationship would have ended anyway? No, I do not. Um, he had a plan and he was real good at it. I mean, when I met him, he was actually a really decent human being and I love his family and they're in ministry. So mm-hmm. um, the person that I met and that I had a relationship with for a couple of years was a different person than when he got here and got off that plane. Real how how mm-hmm. quickly did things change? Immediately. Oh, damn. Yeah, he had a plan and he knew somebody here already. And I wish he had just said, Hey chick, I need to get to the States. Can you help me out? Instead of me investing my love, my heart, my energy, my kids, I would have just said, right. Hey, you wanna come work? I can put you on a work base so get where you need to go. Like I'm not that type of person really, but I help people all the time. Like for right. me, it's just the amount of time invested and the money. It's not it's cheap to, to sponsor somebody on a visa. About how much is it? Because we hear about it on the show. You know, you have to sp- be able to sponsor the person. But what is a ballpark figure? The bare minimum of uh, 20000 Oh, no. You're going to have to stay over there. Uh-huh, that's that's the-, the bare minimum for sure. Because once they're here, they cannot work for a certain amount of time, correct? Correct. Okay. Now, did your family and friends think that you were absolutely insane for doing this show? Yes, they did. <laughs> what did they tell you? Uh, they just were like, girl, just watch your back. I've heard these guys are crazy. Just be careful. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of right. They were. I mean, yeah. you know. But when your head ever heals, honey, and you're not thinking, I think I went through a midlife crisis. I think I just wanted a partner so bad and not, yeah, just companionship, really. 
And I could totally understand that. And he was a that. lot of fun. And, it, you know, it wasn't about the sex. It wasn't about any of that. I'm, I'm very young at heart and I'm active and I think it was just fun. So if you had to tell someone some of the signs to look out if they're deciding to go through the K-1 visa process, what is the sign that they need? Red flags. Well, honestly, he never came here. Always went there. So you need to spend time on your own turf with your person. You definitely okay. need to do that. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you, now you're on The Single Life with your boyfriend, Kelly. Is this a totally different filming experience? It is because for me, I've done it and he hasn't. I mean, he's mm -hmm. new to this even still, even though he's done it. Like he's still in the throes of just trying to understand. And he was a very private person. So for him mm -hmm. to even engage was a little crazy. And he's in law enforcement, right? Yes, he is. And he's getting ready to retire. So let me ask you, did the guys at the station ever like poke fun at him or anything or tease him about being on the show? Somewhat. I mean, they just kind of were like, what's happening, brother? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is new. Tell us what's really going on. Uh, does he actually like to film? He does and he doesn't. I mean, it's long days. It's crazy. Really? And I think mm -hmm. for us, we don't realize how long of the day, uh, filming days can be. Because I mean, you might go for four days to get two minutes worth of content. I mean, it's a that's, lot. That's crazy. Very, very crazy. Um, let, let me ask you this. How are your girls doing? Amazing. My daughter just started working at the shop, and she's kind of taken mm -hmm. over, and she is the Livy of Livy Ray. Uh -huh. My little one's getting ready to go to middle school, and we um, joined Girl Scouts, and I became a co-leader for troops. She's really enjoying it. Oh, so y'all are selling Girl Scout cookies currently? We are. So y'all know who to go to if you need girls. <laughs> so here's my last question. What can everyone expect next from Molly Hopkins? Um, I'm just trying to still do virtual fittings, work mm. in the shop, help people. We've got some new ideas on the horizon and we're still filming diaries and we're still doing pillow talk, but Which are I'm hilarious so cool that we're going to be able to get on the road before too long and do mobile fit events. So follow us on our social um, okay. at Molly Hopkins or Cynthia Decker or Libby Red Lingerie and just log on to see what's happening because we may be coming to a town near you to do a profit event. You guys got to come to Houston. Girl, I've been there. I want to come again. Yeah, so that way I can come and see y'all and be like, fix my titties, fix my well, titties. Well, I'm going to do it uh, in the next few days, so be ready. <laughs> I'm going to email you my phone number when we get off this call. <laughs> oh, that would be so awesome and amazing. Thank you so much, Molly. I wish the best for you and Kelly, and we will just keep on keeping on watching you guys entertain us on TLC. Well, thank you so much. I'm very blessed to be on here with you, and I hope you have a great night, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you, Molly. Bye. Bye. It's the Nibelang. The Nibelang. Ooh.